You are now listening to the All Right Talk Show with me, your host, Shane Trainer. Get insider knowledge as we explore the world of business, travel, property, investing, healthy mindsets, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the All right Talk Show. On this week's show, I'm joined by investor and host of the 5M Club, Dee Ludlow. Dee is not shy when it comes to having a, a diversified investment portfolio. We're going to be diving into property, stocks, and of course, the world of crypto. Dee, joining me from sunny Dubai. Pleasure to finally get you on. How's things, mate? Yeah, mate, it's been, a, I think, uh, a long time in the making. It's <laughs> a pleasure to be here. <laughs> yeah. Finally, glad to get you on. But yeah, no, it's a pleasure to, to have you on, mate. So yeah, let's let's get cracking then. So 30,000 foot overview of what you do and the Five Iron Club. Let's, let's go straight into it. Uh, so I've been, I'm quite a diversified investor, as you mentioned, um, always looking for different opportunities and to sort of um, more global diversification um, to, yeah, so to try and make the sort of uh, the, the portfolio bulletproof. Um, on top of that, um, I do run a mastermind, um, which we cover um, how to diversify a portfolio. I run the 5am club, which is a, um, a community of a uh, uh, a bunch of really like-minded individuals that are trying to learn and sort of take their entrepreneurial journey to the next level. And yeah, I'm, I'm sort of in the world of business in many different <laughs> avenues. So yeah, it, I think that the intro will be too long if I go into everything. <laughs> yeah, and, and and to be to be fair, so when I was listening, D has been on many podcasts in in the past. So if you search D D's name. Uh, you'll probably find out all about his his background and what he's done, and the fact that he hasn't actually read the Five AM Club book too. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, awesome. Yeah, but like, good. yeah, I think I think that you you're pretty much a jack of all trades when it comes to investment. But you really um, there was there was a podcast that I listened to. I think it was with Sam Norris, uh, the Game Balloons, mm. and mm. just how diversified you are. And how you have a, a really good understanding of uh, of the, how the world works and the, the economy. And I just think it's what you said. It's important for people to really understand that, to, to understand investing. Yeah, um, definitely. I think that um, the one thing that people forget to do their research on when they start picking different assets is the way the world works. Um, you know, we have, you know, cycles of property, we have cycles of gold, we have cycles of crypto, there's cycles and everything, but the, we also have, you need to look at the economic cycles and, and the way that predominantly government and central banks manipulate markets. Um, I feel that having a, a brief or just a bit of a base knowledge understanding on how that works um, will definitely help you short and long term when you choose something to invest in. Yeah, I totally agree. It's kind of like it's going into anything, isn't it? It's like, would you jump out of a plane without a parachute? It's the same kind of analogy with investing. Like mm. you need to understand it because it's at the end of the day, if you don't understand it, it's a gamble. And that's what I say to like all my followers on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. I say like, cause you see people all the time and I'm sure you, you, you see, it and you just, you just kind of laugh in your head of people that they'll just, 
their mate down the bar will just say, um, I invested in Dogecoin as an example. And you just probably like, that probably gets on your nerves a bit when you see it happening. It's like, you need, people need to, they're losing money. Although some people might get some quick wins out of it, but it, you know, lightning doesn't strike twice or whatever the saying is. Yeah. And, no, nah, no, nah. and you, you know, um, looking at um, like if you know, say crypto, you just mentioned it. I see people post all the time on Facebook and Instagram. You know, which altcoin should I invest in? And they just they let their like sort of allowing their followers to dictate where they invest in their money. And it, I just find that crazy. I, yeah, mm-hmm. like regardless of you know, a lot of people are making a lot of money in this bull run, and you at some points of it, you can pretty much, um, yeah, just pick one and you're not going to do too bad in some parts of this cycle, you know, but at the same time, that that's just not the way to do it. You know, regardless of what it is you're, you're investing in, you need to understand it even, even just a little bit. You, it doesn't make sense to do it otherwise, you know, and you probably see in many asset classes, people buy um, gold at the wrong time. People buy property at the wrong time. There's people, if you just watch, you know, the whole homes under the hammer, um, <laughs> you see people, you know, making mistakes because they're just buying just because they want to buy because they've watched the program. And then you have some people that do it the correct way. And I know that you cover many different things too. And, um, especially I um one of your podcasts on stocks and the same as stocks you know people just I feel that people just do stuff because their friends do it and look there's not not that you know you know not always going to go wrong if you if you follow friends that are doing um you know it correctly and hmm. um, whatever the correct way is um, based on their opinion but yeah I just feel that people are sort of listening to anyone out there at the moment because this sort of social media is becoming a very small place and um they're just gambling and unfortunately a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money absolutely and it's that you know what i think a lot of it that drives people is the fear of missing out on on making money and i think like for me like i'll be honest i've only started to really understand crypto like i started uh buying books just december just gone so like Mm. My knowledge is is very new, and I'm still learning every day. I'm listening to people like yourselves, um, crypto podcasters, uh, crypto circle. You're familiar with those boys? I've listened to your podcast on there, which was which was a really good episode to listen to. Um, and just to get a better understanding before I decide to part with my money, um, and I think that will put me ahead of the people that maybe I'm making the, the so-called gains spelt with a Z uh, hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. they lose money down the line because they don't know what they're doing. So the, but and, the, and, the, and on top of that too, when pe- what annoys me is when people post their so-called uh, profits, but they haven't actually took any of those profits and the yeah. next day it will crash. So like I always say to people when I, like my friends, when the text was saying, Oh, uh, XRP, I've made 500 quid, blah, 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 which this was a true kind of story. Um, I said, well, have you taken that profit? Have you actually taken that? Or is it in your Binance account when it's in Binance account? I was like, well, you technically haven't made that money until you've been sitting in your bank, if that makes sense. It's it's just unrealized profits and, you know, it it works the same way. So when people are in a loss, they're like, well, I haven't lost because I've been sold. Well, it works the same as if you're in profit, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And I think that this is one of the things that I'm very – focused on within the mastermind is one exit plan and two crypto tax because um you know there's parts of crypto tax which at the moment uh yeah 
probably a touchy subject to talk about on a podcast but yeah um there's um the exit plans is, is 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 a big thing you know a lot of people have made huge and realized gains throughout this cycle and haven't taken profit and then um you know something i covered on sunday session was you know when something like this happens which has happened over the last week or so um and we've had a huge pullback people start to think oh why didn't i take profit a few weeks ago i should have took some money off the table and people is you know not that it's never i want to say it's too late but you know um it when it gets when it starts looking rocky that's when people start thinking it you know and they start realizing they should have taken some money off the table so i think what you did is definitely the smartest way to do it um and you wouldn't have missed out out on anything especially when you've seen what's happened over the last week people there's plenty of time this is very new even though um regardless of how far we are along in this um sort of cycle um th this is very new like the emergence of blockchain it's only just starting to know what you're not missing out just because you've seen some people that are already up, you know, a thousand or 2000% or whatever it is, people are up. Um, it's, it's still very, very early days. And look, yeah, the more regulated this gets, the, the, um, the less likely it is to pump the way it pumps on a, you know, sometimes on a day to day basis, but at the same time, it is very early, you know, and, and that's what people need, I think are forgetting and they are FOMOing like you, you've mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And it's it, it's that's that's what it is, and I've, that's what I've said to people because I've, I've, I'm sure you've heard it as well so many times. It's like, oh, I've missed the boat already. I'm like, no, you actually haven't. If you just start your education now, read books, listen to podcasts, whatever, um, and then and then get involved slowly but surely. Like, so for me, I, I'm learning, but I'm cost averaging in certain things that I've learned about, and I trust and I believe that there's um. The, the the crypto asset that it's it's got a purpose and I can see a future in it. So I kind of do a bit of analysis where I it's similar to how I look at a business. Is it going to be there in the long term? And I think that's how a lot of uh, people should should be when looking at crypto. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah. Or would you, yeah. Personally, yes. Um, there are obviously some like lower cap projects that mm. you know may do well this cycle may may not be here in a year or two years time but um realistically i always say that when you invest in anything you need to be able to sleep at night so if you're waking up looking at your portfolio every single day and you know a 10 percent dip gets you sort of worried and panicking then you know maybe you're not in the, the right projects maybe your risk appetite isn't what you thought it was so um you know if, if, if you wake up tomorrow and bitcoin and ether like they've fallen off a cliff and they're the only two that you're invested in you can still sleep at night because you know that they've already withstood the test of time just because if they dip it's not the end of the world and um just like if you was invested in the s p 500 and we even go back to last march lows um you know people in the nasdaq the s p people in apple amazon tesla you know facebook the people was worried for what you know a very short space of time and thought that yeah okay i may have some before all the qe um they may have thought maybe we have some sideways or downwards movement for you know um a small space of time in the grand scheme of things but you pretty much know that they was going to start to have some growth again and that's sort of what you need to look at when it comes to understanding you and your personality and your behaviors as an investor if you're waking up and you get really scared and you panic 
then you definitely need to sort of rebalance your portfolio to something that you feel more um, at ease about when you wake up or go to sleep at night. Definitely. And I think that's something that as a new investor, that's something you that I'd say it kind of takes time and it's through trial and error, um, kind of learning about your risk tolerance, isn't it? Um, I think for me in the past, I, I've kind of maybe this was just my personal circumstances, but I, I've lost a little bit of money, not a substantial amount, but that taught me lessons to understand my own um, my own risk tolerance and how I want to go forward. And, you know, I learn as a, I like to be someone that's um, like a hands-on learner. So I will happily invest money to learn, but not large amounts, just testing the water, baby steps. And that's kind of how I learn. But as long as I'm reading and speaking to people and brushing up my knowledge as I go and not just going in the deep end. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, risk management is is arguably um, the most important thing when it comes to investing because if you forget about your risk management as a whole, then as far as I'm concerned, you're gambling. So, you know, this is why exit plans are so important. That's why um, your entry into an investment is so important. That's why, you know, when if you look at that sort of the property um education world people say you make your money when you buy um warren buffett says the same thing you make your money because you buy that you want to pick something up that uh for 66 cents as he says that's mm -hmm. worth a dollar you know this is why you the, the benjamin graham sort of um the um how to value and how to find out the intrinsic value why this is why all this is so important there's yeah. a reason why the greatest investors of all time spend a lot of time researching before they sort of pull the triggers and it's because that's arguably one of the most important things that you need as an investor but you know people a lot of people don't like to put the work in and you know it's it's all good taking action but people don't like putting the work in and it's you know they, they don't mind watching um netflix in the evenings and i'm not saying <laughs> not to do that because yeah. everybody does that i know you see the sort of the meme um the meme posts where people say, don't watch Netflix, do this. Don't, um, you know, don't buy Starbucks every single day, buy Starbucks stock. Now, I don't believe in any of that, to be fair. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to drink Starbucks every single day and you want to pay a premium for coffee because you enjoy it, then enjoy it, right? If yeah. you want to watch Netflix in the evenings, watch Netflix in the evenings. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is, if you're going to put time, if you're going to put your hard-earned money to work, then spend the time researching what you're putting your money into so you can sleep at night. You know what? I love that, mate. And I'm going to kind of put this in another analogy that just comes to my head. It's kind of like you spend the time researching what Netflix film you're going to watch because so you don't get disappointed and watch a shit film. So do that research <laughs> in your in your stocks or in, in your in your crypto. <laughs> Do you are so funny about this, right? You've definitely done this after saying now, and I know most people listening to this have done it. How many times have you got, you know, all the little, um, your sweets and your pizza or whatever you want to order, all ready for the Netflix film, you leave the film choice till the last minute, and then you can't find something you want to watch because the choice is too big. <laughs> so, so mate, yeah, you, yeah. Oh, mate, like, arguments have ended, like, you know what I mean, have ruined nights, like, Netflix nights because of, like, oh, shit, watch, we watch, then it's like, there's nothing on Netflix, mate. There's like a thousand films on Netflix, of course, or something to watch. Just haven't done your research. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that, you're right. You're right. But that no, you, you're totally right as well. People do. If you think of the the research that goes behind this, is the thing. So if you're self-employed or whether you're employed, it's the same, right? So um, when it comes to this, so if you're if you have a job and your boss tells you to do something, then you learn how to do it, and after a certain period of time, you become good at it. If you're self-employed and you know whatever you do for a living, um, you learn it and you become good at it. Right, so you should take no different approach when the money that you earn from self-employed or employment, and you get it, you've worked for that money, right? You've traded your time for that money, so you need to then put time into understanding something to put that into something so it works its best for you. And this is sort of why I get a lot of questions, especially recently. When I say recently, over the last year, you know, oh, so why aren't you investing in property at the moment? And, you know, uh, people think that maybe uh, D doesn't like property anymore. And, and that's not the case. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to invest in property. I'm just not investing in UK property at the moment. Mm. And obviously I have my reasons. Now, um, people obviously on social media do like to flip this, but look, I'm an investor. I'm not a property investor. I'm not a crypto investor. I'm not a gold investor. I'm not a stock investor i'm just an investor right so i'm yeah. a bit of all of them so i'm just looking to put my money to work it's best for me and at the moment there's no question that crypto is doing that now crypto even if you didn't want to dive down the crypto rabbit hole and see all the other projects and work them all out and even research blockchain technology at all really if you didn't even want to dive into it if you only research bitcoin invest in bitcoin it's outperformed everything anyway in the last 12 months. It's outperformed everything in the last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the fact, so it's, it's like, I'm just looking to put my money to work best for me. And, but that doesn't mean I've now neglected other asset classes. I still invest in other asset classes. I'm just looking to allocate my money to where I'm going to get the best ROI. And the, the, the crazy thing about crypto is expectations change with people because they, you know, people are normally looking for like a 10 or 20% ROI or 10. Most people are looking for 10. And because the crypto markets move so quickly, they, they only expect a low ROI in property, a low ROI in stocks. But then crypto, they have these 100, 200% ROI expectations just yeah. because the market moves quickly. And, and they start getting into sort of a bit of a deluded space and they, they stop thinking like an investor and they, uh, yeah, it all changes. Yeah. It's that shiny penny syndrome, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, mate. It's like, you know what? You're, you're totally right that you're, you're just, you're an investor and you're there to make money. You're there to, to make your money work for you. So if tomorrow crypto, um, fell underneath another asset like i don't know let's say for instance nfts i know that's in the crypto world but it's not a cryptocurrency you'd be you'd be chasing nfts wouldn't you i'm guessing you do research on those i'm guessing you already have done and you'd be on to the next thing to make your money money work for you so it's not like you'd neglect crypto uh, currencies and you may be focusing your time and attention more on nfts because that's giving you the most returns right yeah so i just think that you know i, I like to be a bit of a forward thinker so when for me tech has just been eating up everything for a long time right it's been exponential growth for a long long time and every single year it's eating up in this different industries and i feel like the only one it hasn't really touched on is real estate mm. and so, first of all 
I'm a bit of a sort of historian of, of, of money and banking, right? I, I love reading about the history of banking and uh, money. So that leads me to sort of the macroeconomic side of stuff, which led me further to, to look further into crypto when sort of macro and crypto crossed. And then that led me to think, okay, this has been a very long debt cycle that, you know, there's no question that this is, they, they print, we print our way out of the financial crisis in 2008, but it's not the first time this happened. So as this was getting pushed along, COVID was just like a catalyst for everything. So when I start going down the, the crypto rabbit hole, the blockchain rabbit hole, and you start to see how it's going to sort of just, you know, it's technology. It's, it's going to eat up everything, just like tech has been doing for a very long time. And when you start talking about stuff like the metaverse and how VR and AR is going to affect our day-to-day lives, um, you know, whether it's a pro or a con, depends on how you look at it. And then when you look at how blockchains can affect our banking system, our healthcare, um, our global supply chains, you know, definitely real estate. Then you start to have an open mind and thinking, I need to learn about this because this is growing at a very fast pace. If I don't start learning about it now, then not that you'll get left behind, but you don't want to, I would say, be aware or become a victim. Yeah. So when I start to see the blockchain and I start to see how it is affecting so many different industries and how it's going to continue to affect them as it develops over the next two, three, five, ten 10 years, this world is going to look very different in the next five to 10 years. Now, if, if I said to you, you know, two years ago, that we would be going through this current circumstances that we are going through, most people would be like, no chance. There's no way we're going to have talks of vaccine passports. There's no way we're going to have um, a limited uh, limited movement on travel. And there's no way we're going to be told to be stuck in our houses. And there's going to be this virus that does this and all these different things. People would, have, would think you were crazy. And, yep. and But this is... Things change all the time. And I think that the one thing people do forget about is just because it hasn't happened in your lifetime doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, people look at history and yet they say history doesn't always repeat, but it rhymes well, the, whole, the old saying, but it does. And in the banking system, it rhymes very well. It happens over and over again. And if you do look back at money and banking, when the Federal Reserve took over in 1913, it only took till 1929, which isn't that long after, to, for them to cause the Great Depression. Now, I'm not going to go into the yeah. detail of what happened, and I'll let guys, whoever's listening um, research that themselves. But the similar things have happened over and over again. And it sort of this is where it leads you to crypto and starts to make you think, there is a change needed. There's been a change needed in our financial system for a very long time. And, um, you know, whether the crypto as we see it today, the stuff that's available today is going to be part of that change. I think it will. Um, maybe it develops. Like, you know, the one thing, I know I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but... I love it. Thing, I love it, mate. Love it. <laughs> the one thing that um, I, I, I always, I, I'm, you know... Uh, I like to say is always challenge your opinion, always be open-minded because I'm not emotionally attached to Bitcoin. I'm not emotionally attached to ether or any crypto, right? Uh, you know, you, you need to understand there's blockbusters, there's Netflix, there's Yahoo's, there's Google's, and this happens all the time. And it has in history over and over again. So, you know, you need to stay open-minded because things change very quickly. New technology gets developed by um, new people and um, it, everything changes all the time, right? So stay open-minded and 
if there's one thing I think that anyone should be researching now is the emergence of blockchain and how it will affect our day-to-day -day lives for the better or the worse, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, and just for the record as well, I think if we was to go down talking about um, uh, just just the, the start of, of money itself and all the way to now and why the banking system needs to change that so we'd be talking for absolute hours but yeah i think do, definitely do, definitely do your own research on that folks because there's plenty of books on it um but that's why i think from mm. what you've said um that's one of the reasons with the banking system and, and just all the mistakes and history has it has actually repeated itself that's why the reason bitcoin was created and i mean blockchain technology has been around since the 90s but it was only till um satoshi um Nakamoto is it Nakamoto Nakatomi? No, no not, not Nakatomi. Yeah, that's yeah. that's diehard. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's obviously that's that's when blockchain was started to the blockchain technology started to get used. And like from from what I've been um, learning about this past like six months, like my mind is absolutely blown. And absolutely, there's a there's a place for it in this world, and it's only going to get bigger and bigger. And bigger, and I think you're right. Like everyone needs to start learning about it now, and don't get don't get overwhelmed by it. Like you haven't missed the boat, and you think it's just a technology that I think people mm. need to understand and how it's going to be utilized to change the world and get incorporated in in businesses, in everyday life, in the way we do things, like in the financial sector, in 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 healthcare, and how 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 beneficial it it really is. So um, yeah, definitely, everyone. I think you spot on. Definitely, uh, people need to get on learning about the blockchain technology yeah definitely absolutely so with you, you did touch on on the on property side of things then with the blockchain technology so what can you foresee in that sense how how will that be used passionate about investing in property are you a beginner or a seasoned veteran wanting to learn more then blue ricks magazine is a perfect magazine for you i know what you're thinking not another property magazine well, Bluebrick subscribers get access to their bi-weekly private podcasts, monthly meetups, private YouTube library, digital download resources, and of course, bi-monthly print magazine, as well as their regular online articles. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Head over to bluebricksmagazine.com forward slash investor, or click on the link in the show notes. So I think that tech, without just blockchain aside, you know, we, we're already... 3D print construction and modular builds, they're not new, right? There's not new technology. Um, I would say it's fairly new, but it's not new. Now, I think that, yeah, it's maybe our parents and stuff, maybe not, they may want the traditional um, house, but, you know, my kids, are they really going to care if, if, if you have a modular build or something created through 3D print construction um, and you put them side by side, you can't tell the difference when just costs a lot less to build. Mm -hmm. So I think that that could affect it somewhat. You know, I think that house builders will probably cash in um, when, you know, I think I think every Taylor Wimpy roof is already modular build now. Mm. Uh, no, in fact, you need to fact check that one, but I'm pretty sure yeah. I read down an article already. Um, so we're already moving in that direction because it's more efficient, it's easier, and it's quicker. So I think that tech from that aspect is going to affect property from one element. And then I think that the blockchain side of stuff. So I think that property is going to be tokenized in the, in the pretty much short term. I think in the next, say, five to six years, I think we're going to see a lot of UK real estate tokenized. It's already happened in America. So there's 
a, a website called Realty. Um, they are, they've already tokenized real estate. You can already invest as little as $50 into a house and you can earn yield off it. So, and they guarantee yield. So it could be 12%, only $55. So this is giving the option to people now to build um, a portfolio within real estate without actually buying real estate. So you could have somebody who's like, I want to invest in the Burj Khalifa, so I don't have millions of pounds. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to invest um, in the Burj Khalifa, I don't know, tokens of, of one of the apartments. And I'm going to have a stake in one of those apartments in the Burj Khalifa. I also want to stake in something in New York. I also want to stake in something in London. And you can do this all around the world. And your portfolio can be... Um, can you have tokens from some of the prime bits of real estate around the world for substantially less than you would if you actually had to buy an apartment or a house in certain areas? Um, but this, this is already happening now. So you have um, other, there's other companies called Block Estate, another US-based company um, in the Carolinas. You've got Swiss Realcoin, which is based on Swiss real estate. There's actually one in England that's built on Ether, um, that gives you part ownership or fractional ownership mm. and it's called treehouse so it's, it's already um happening anyway <laughs> um the tokenized real estate but i think it's just going to become bigger and bigger i think that it is very old school property um i think there's a lot of industries that are still very old school but i think that the more this gets adopted and we start seeing it in the central bank digital currencies we start seeing it in global supply chains healthcare, and those sort of industries, this is people are just going to think this is normal then. And you know, imagine you said, I said to you now, imagine you somebody that, um, you know, a person that can't just go out there and go and buy a bunch of property and doesn't know how to do it, but they want to do it, but they haven't got time to learn it or whatever they're doing in their life. But I can say to you, look, um, I'll tell you what, just give me 50 pounds a month, you can earn uh, 10 or 12% yield on it. And I'll tell you, I've got 12 or 13 projects on the go and you can invest X amount in these and this is what return you're going to get. That That's, to be fair, I would be somebody that <laughs> would potentially prefer to do it than actually buy property. I'll always buy property, but I'll also do this. It's, it's easier. The risk gets taken away to, to a certain extent. Um, obviously, it's very new and things are going to develop in this space, but you can basically do all this on a smart contract. The government still gets their taxes, the owner issues tokens on a piece of real estate, and then you have all these people that invest and buy these tokens. Is it, to me, it makes sense. <laughs> and insane. It, yeah, so is it, I would say that it was already happening in the States and other places in the world. And like I said, Treehouse is a project in England that's already, is already rolling this out. Wow. So, wow, that's just kind of blew my mind. To be honest, I didn't even know that. I mean, I heard of tokenized property, but I didn't even realize it. Okay. So, if scenario then, if you had a property now that you you owned, you physically own that property, how would you then tokenize it to uh, on on Treehouse? So uh, the Treehouse is a new platform. Yeah. I've done research Treehouse, to be fair. Um, but if I was going to tokenize property, so the way, um, a bit of a diagram I did on the crypto challenge was, imagine you've got a piece of paper, the smart contracts in the middle, you have one arm going to the government. So the government would more than likely issue the smart contract you know, land registry through the government. And then they would say, this is a smart contract. You'd have the asset 
like off, off another arm mm-hmm. and you have the owner off another arm the owner would issue say i don't know um a thousand d ludlow tokens for this piece of real estate mm-hmm. and these um tokens are worth x amount and then through the smart contract you have investors i don't know someone like yourself and other people that can buy those tokens through the smart contract and they you know, depending on how many tokens you want to buy, and then you earn yield based off how many tokens you buy. And obviously, you have to be worked out between the owner and the asset. And then the government's attached to it, so they can take their taxes from it, all automated, no tax authority needed. Everything's automated. Owner gets his money, government gets their taxes and anything else and fees they put on top of it. Um, asset gets connected to the investors all through the smart contract, all done. No other party needed to a certain extent. Obviously, there's legal issues and stuff that will go on with it. But and this is what this is where we're going, especially with the central bank digital currencies. I, I honestly believe that um, accountants are going to just become tax advisors on savvy tax structures and savvy um, ways to structure your taxes. Rather, there's going to be no bookkeeping. There's going to be no need for bookkeeping. All taxes are just going to end up being automated through the central bank, through the digital currency. They're mm-hmm. going to, if whatever you earn, taxes will just be taken out anyway. It, yeah. it, there's no need for bookkeepers. If you think there isn't really now, like with zero and QuickBooks and stuff, there's not really any need for bookkeepers. They just put it together. Um, but yeah, I think that a lot of industries, I'm not saying they're going to go away, but I think they need to evolve and try and find the niche in the industry that has the value, the part of the industry that has the value. And then they, that's the part of the industry that they can, um, they adapt to and that's how they sell their service. Because if people keep doing the things the way they've always done, people are going to get caught out, unfortunately. And like, and all of this stuff I talk about, people look at it like I'm talking doom and gloom. I, I'm talking it from an innovation point of view. I'm yeah. talking it that, you know, I'm like trying to give people that information if they don't already have it to say like, look, look into it because there's a crazy opportunity here. This isn't me talking doom and gloom saying this is going to affect this and this and this. I'm saying, look, this is a great chance and great opportunity for you to jump onto something before it really happens and really capitalize on this right at the start in the development stage. So that's why I talk about this stuff. It's not to shed doom and gloom, it's to shed opportunity. But people flip it all the time when I talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I know, you know what? I can't understand that because everything that, since I've, I've been following you on social media, everything that you have said has pretty much come true or has, uh, has fruitioned. And I mean, even though, yeah, some people might see it as doom and gloom, I think it's, it's for me, it's whatever you say, I see it as, this is opportunity, like not like the complete opposite. So it's it's a shame that there's people out there that think it's like a negative thing when you're like, no, guys, you, you're not seeing the, the, the you know the picture here. So, but that's like a bit annoying. Yeah, no, it is because I, I and the biggest backlash I think I have is in property because I was so involved in property and I feel that a lot of people in it just because I was like, look, this, this is where we're at from an economic standpoint. This could happen. I think this is going to play out in the next two to three years, which bear in mind, I only said this last year and I'm not Nostradamus. I'm not going to claim that I can predict everything because I can't. But what I'm saying is look from, from a, um, a logical point of view, this isn't good. The amount of money that's being printed, um, 
artificially keeping interest rates low, artificially propping up housing market and stock market and giving people money to stay at home. Basic furloughs like the first part of universal basic income is like a part of it. Mm. And now you're seeing Wales actually rolling out a UBI. So I'm like, look, all of this isn't good. So just be aware because, you know, especially new investors um, that can't afford to make to sort of get something wrong because you know in property is a lot of money people thought i was like saying don't buy property like everyone's in different circumstances so i can't say to one person or oh, so everyone you can't buy property everybody's in different positions so i'm just saying that be, be aware that in the next two or three years i think that this market is going to roll over we're like a year into it since i've said it and maybe i'm wrong and if i'm wrong cool and it doesn't bother me i'm just i don't want property to roll over but if i did i would use it as an opportunity to obviously pick it up cheap. But I, I have property. Why the heck? Why something bad to happen to it? This is, this is where people sort of only take the bad out of stuff. I'm a very positive person. I try and shed as much positivity and light across any social media platform that I'm on, even my podcast. If anything, I'm trying to shed awareness to people to be like, look, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But if I'm right, then you could get caught out. So just instead of taking a chance, why don't you just research it and just be aware? That's that's literally all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And, you know, talking about the tokenization, I think we're going to be in a tokenized world. And there's a TED talk um, that I have mentioned this on my story before, but it was from 2017. And there's a guy called Matthew, I think it was like Rosak or Rosak. Yeah. And he basically talked about anyone being able to tokenize their own economies. And this is in 2017, right? So he's talking about, you know, like the Chicago Bulls having a Bulls coin, Marvel having a Marvel coin. He mentions celebrities like Kardashians having their own economies and coins, which is already happening on like BitCloud and stuff like that. Yeah. And you're seeing sort of um, in the NFT space built on um, the, the, uh, the CHZ coin, a lot of the sports um, teams having their own tokens and tokenized um, their team as well now. So it's already happening. But, you know, and there is still a lot of talk around the sort of the scalability, the regulation, the unproven value. Um, but, you know, all these same things were considered with the internet. So, you know, if you remember, Bill Gates was laughed at in 1995 on the David Letterman show when yep. he discussed the internet. And, yep. you know, even a couple, like last week or the week before when Elon Musk was on um, Saturday Night Live, uh, I know it was a banter show and it is a bit of a comedy. <laughs> and they're saying, you know, what, what's this Dogecoin? What's this? What's this? And, and they say, oh, it's a hustle. And to me, Doge is. But yeah. they're talking about digital currencies and they're making a few jokes about it. And I understand, again, you know, take it with a pinch of salt because it is comedy. But this is what people are thinking. And when you mentioned earlier about the internet, it's very similar. This is very early days. And if if you could have known, where the, no one knows where things are going to go. No one can really predict it, really. But if you knew the internet was going to become what has become, the, the entire world is run on the internet. Me and you now are having this conversation over the internet. Absolutely. Your phone is connected to the internet. Every form of communication on your phone is the internet. <laughs> now, if you said this back in 1995, which when you think about it, isn't a long time ago, in, in the grand scheme of things and you knew it was going to be this big because I think we take for granted how big the internet is. Mm -hmm. Now imagine fast forward in time with the emergence of blockchain and looking back thinking, what, you know, 
Why didn't I, why didn't I think bigger? Why didn't I think that this was going to happen? Because mate, I'll be straight with you. I'm not sure how much you've looked at into the metaverse and, and that sort of side of stuff. But look, in the next couple of years, we're going to be walking around and having two identities. We're going to have a, our virtual reality identity where when we put our Apple, Amazon or Facebook VR glasses on, um, you're going to see, um, the virtual world and then you're going to have your normal life and, and you're going to have two identities and this is just the way it's going to happen and i'm like 110 percent sure this is what's going to happen right and that's why you can now buy property in the metaverse you can buy assets in the metaverse and you know i know it's a bit of a far-fetched film but it does give you a good idea on this talking back about netflix um ready <laughs> player one yeah i was just about to mention is, that have you seen yeah. Yeah, and it's like yeah. when when you when you do your research on the metaverse before you watch it, then you're like, "Whoa, this is huge. This this could be massive." Mm -hmm. Like, and and it will. I think a hundred percent will. You know, I I I actually fully believe that that's going to happen. Like, for instance, just a quick kind of scenario. Like, when Back to the Future came out in 1985, and then 2015 came, what the 30th anniversary? It was actually they they got quite a lot a lot right in terms of where they predicted the tech's going to go. Now, Ready Player One, again, I don't think we're far off that. Like what you said, we're, you know, we're going to have a, a virtualized world, which we can hop in. We know we've kind of already there in, in virtualized world anyway, like in terms of or a really crappy example would be like, remember Habba Hotel and that sort of thing where you have like your virtual identity, except it's not really mm. you. Um, and you can build build like homes and stuff and your own hotel room and whatever and there's, there's already things like that and as you said in, in the metaverse you like a, a virtual land too like so obviously um, i don't think this runs on on um i don't think this is crypto actually which is um earth too which we've kind of briefly spoke about mm. in the past but there's 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 other virtual we can buy virtual land off other um I don't. It, I don't even know how to say it. Actually, would it be on the blockchain or on on? Well, so yeah, you got decentraland. You have central Roblox. Yeah, you got Roblox. That's um, actually a publicly traded company that's working on the metaverse. But this is because it's so new. Let's say Facebook release their VR glasses and they become the thing to have, or Apple, or one of those companies. And then, can you imagine if they? choose earth two as their sort of company to partner with mm. and then you've now bought i don't know um something in leicester square in london and you're walking down the street and because you own that piece of real estate in leicester square you can now imagine your podcast and you're like cool i'm gonna put an image of my podcast with a qr code as uh, advertisement on the side of this building that I own in Leicester Square, Leicester Square, one of the busiest places in London. And every single time you're walking on your VR glasses, which is more than likely in the years to come, going to be you're going to be wearing them more than you're not going to be wearing them when you're out and about. And then all of a sudden, you've been early and you picked up a piece of real estate that you can advertise your podcast on in the middle of central London in one of the busiest roads in London. Can you imagine? the power behind owning that piece of real estate. And if you didn't want to advertise your podcast, can you imagine how much you could sell that piece of space for advertisement? Because advertising is one of the biggest, one of the biggest money makers in the world, right? Social media, that's how the majority of the revenue comes from, if not all of it. So when you look at um, having that power to be able to pick up maybe something on earth to now that could become 
like a partner with Facebook or Apple's VR um, glasses or whatever. Can you imagine having like, look, I've got a piece of real estate in central London or in, you know, Birmingham or I don't know, New York city. Uh, can you imagine having Times Square? I'm sure it's gone, but can you imagine yeah. owning the, a bunch of stuff in Times Square you're walking through and then you can put anything you want up on um, one of the biggest buildings in Times Square. And like, this is, the way the world's going and in the vr world advertising is just going to be just as big if not bigger than it is in this world and yeah obviously it goes back like i'm not a big gamer right so i don't really understand the sort of gaming world i don't really understand computer science so that's why when it comes to sort of the um the real um the depths of cryptocurrency and stuff, you know, it's very hard to understand the computer science behind it if, mm -hmm. if that's not a world you come from. And, you know, I'm not trying to be a computer scientist in, in, in any time in the future. So, um, yeah, I, the gaming world, look at stuff like Fortnite. So, you know, I could be, you know, um, not exactly on the right page either because I've never played Fortnite. But <laughs> I understand that, you know, um, a lot of people are playing Fortnite and they're buying assets in the game. And then this is sort of where NFTs come in. So um, I don't think NFTs are where they need to be yet. And I think that it could be in a potential bit of a bubble at the moment. But I think that when they mature, I think that they're going to be massive. It'd be a huge space. But these sort of assets within the game, if Fortnite shut down tomorrow or, you know, you deleted the game and or you, you lost your logins, then, you know, you sort of lose the assets. So you pay all this money for these in-game assets that you can lose and you can't try transfer them into another game now with nfts you can be in the gaming world you can buy assets and you can keep them and resell them and transfer them into other games or other parts of the vr space so i think that this is where for someone like myself who's not in gaming and not a gamer mm -hmm. i still find it hard to understand but again i'm open-minded and i'm trying to learn about it because this is becoming we're moving more into a game and the sort of simulation theory then we ever have been before just because of the way tech is going so you know i think that it'd be silly not to try and understand it even a little bit ready player one mate that's what's happening ready yeah. player two coming up <laughs> yeah exactly 100 <laughs> <laughs> but you know you know what that's why i think the last time i was ever like um Ah, oh, this is this ain't gonna last. This is a load of bollocks. Was Bitcoin, and that was in 2017, and where I didn't really believe in it. But that was like because I was uneducated, I was useless, I didn't really understand about investments or nothing like that, right? But that's the last time I ever said um, um, I'm not looking into something. So from now on, like kind of, so I seen an advert for Earth Two, and that was not long before I'd said to him, "Have you said to yourself, have you heard of this?" And I thought, you know what, I read into it, and then. I've read some Reddit posts and it kind of makes sense. So, you know what? I'm going to take a little calculated little risk here because um, this is the future. This is where it could be going. So, you know, I can see um, people owning virtual real estate. Why not? And I could see Earth's two potential from what the developers were trying to achieve. So, yeah, I parted with a couple of hundred dollars and I bought some virtual land. And, and now it's, it's well, according to Earth 2, it's worth a couple of thousand now. But it's, well, the only problem with it, it's not liquid, but unless you sell it, so it's only you can only sell it if someone sees the value in that of course but the good thing is which has been liquid if people buy in that country uh, or buy around you um you get land tax and which i've been earning and i can withdraw the land tax anytime 
Um, and on top of that, like you said, with the advertisements, they're already there now. So when I was on it the other day, just, just checking it out and showing, showing someone, um, I was getting adverts for Kraken um, on pieces of land, uh, like, you know, the, the crypto platform, the exchange and, and other adverts uh, for other websites. So you're right, like these, these platforms are, are, are copping on early and they're, they're getting in probably when advertising is cheap, cheap. So yeah, people that are listening to this, like it is happening now. So it, I mean, I think that might be a bit of an understatement of uh, five years, we'll probably even three years. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we're there in three years, mate. Yeah, same here. Like It wouldn't surprise me. I say five years because it is sort of, People need to uh, accept it. Like you just said yeah. about Bitcoin in 2017. Even myself back then was like, you know, I was more of a, um, definitely a topic for another day, but I was more of a XRP guy, which I, I don't like XRP at all now, back mm. in 2017, because, because there was no mainstream adoption. There was no real world use case for a lot of these other projects because it wasn't accepted back then. Um, XRP to me was like, oh, this is the only thing I can really see as part from Bitcoin that could, is, can really do anything. You know, even Ether back then wasn't um, what it is, nowhere near what it is now. Um, so it shows you how quick and how fast crypto has come along in the past three years. Um, so yeah, definitely this could, this could fast track very quickly. And, um, you know, it, it makes you think, like I speak to... Um, so a family member of mine now that's been in the, in the traditional financial markets for probably 30 years that finds it hard to understand crypto because he's like, you know, I don't really get it because he's always, you know, known just the traditional financial markets. Mm-hmm. Now, he's even having conversations with, with his partner now on the metaverse and he's open-minded to it now. So it shows you that when someone gives you a good understanding on it, it does make you realize and think, okay, this could definitely go this way or is going to go this way. And I definitely, I always say to people, watch Ready Player One because, yeah, you're going to think it's pretty far-fetched, but then when you cross-check it with what's going on in the world of tech, you start thinking, shit, this, is, this isn't this that far away. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It goes back to that, I keep using this with people, right? It goes back to that back to the future analogy. Do you think the people in 1985 thought they were ever going to get all that tech that they've got? And we've probably got 95% of that tech today, even five years ago. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So it just goes yeah. to show technology. Um, the, the the more it advances, the, the the kind of quicker it advances too. So the t- time shortens on how much it advances. So I mean, they're probably developing tech that we probably won't even see um, until ten years time, which will will probably blow our minds already. Mm. I'm sure the military get tech first, but that's probably a, a, a topic for another <laughs> another day. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, it's honestly, this talk has blown my mind and probably haven't really talked about, um, the stock market, but again, probably come same for another day because I think it's relevant now more than ever to talk about what we've talked about today. Yeah, look, we, we always got room for part two, and um, if you all enjoy it, it'd be, it'd be definitely cool to have another, another chat. You know, I've really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, wicked man, and I think, I think. Yeah, hopefully, definitely get a part two on the go because uh, yeah, it's been a, been a pleasure to talk to you. But I'm going to leave you with uh, three questions that I ask all my guests, uh, the random questions. Yes. Um, and the first one is, tell me an interesting fact about yourself. 
<laughs> we just had this conversation <laughs> just before. Uh, so I used to be um, heavily involved in music and I was offered a record deal in Miami. And um, yeah, I fell out of my management company in the States and it didn't come to anything and I knocked it on the head. So yeah, some people know it, some people don't. Um, you, if you can work out my actual sort of stage name back then, there's still bits and bobs on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to reveal that. You have to do your own uh, do your own research on that one, folks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I only found that out today and I was like, oh, no way. So yeah, class, class. All right. uh, what is your favorite alcoholic drink? Um, Corona. I'm right. sorry, I don't really drink alcohol, to be fair, mate. I don't, I don't drink. Um, if I drink, I just like a basic bottle of Corona with a lime. <laughs> Love it, mate. I'm a, that's probably like, yeah, one of my favorite beers, Corona. But to be fair, though, I always see with a cheeky cocktail on Instagram. Are, are they are, on your stories? Are they like yeah. alcoholic or? Yeah, we're not alcoholic, mate. I don't really like the spirits and stuff. So if everybody's out, I always get like a, a mocktail. <laughs> like mocktail. A woman. <laughs> you know what, mate? No, no, no. I'm all about the mocktail. Like, why do people criticize? Well, it's mainly why do blokes criticize nice flavored drinks? What's that about? <laughs> yeah. Do you hear what? This is what I think, right? So when I go out and it, with my friends, because I'm not a drinker, yeah. I, I'm just going to pick drinking and they say have a beer and if they don't have corona or budweiser or something i actually like then i'm like i'm not going to drink it just to have a beer if i don't like the taste of it i'm not going to drink something i don't like the taste of so i'm going to pick something i like the taste of i like fruity flavor drinks so if there's a mocktail on the menu i'm going to drink it fucking <laughs> damn straight man yeah 100 get on board with that yeah i'm like because their beers like they'll, they'll complain that oh, my beer tastes like piss while well, you yeah, should have had a mocktail then <laughs> You're lost. Yeah, it's like only drink you're paying to drink something you don't like. <laughs> Class, mate. All right, cool. So last question is um, name something that grinds your gears. Uh, Matt Always Hancock. a difficult one. Matt- <laughs> <laughs> too easy. <laughs> yeah, too easy now. There's plenty of things, mate, but he, he, he definitely pushes my buttons, that guy. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, 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 to be fair, mate, more than anything, rude people, because um, like, uh, you know, they're saying it doesn't cost anything to be nice. And I think Mm -hmm. that um, one thing I am passionate about, I think, is people, I think, if you can travel as much as you you can, understand different cultures and understand people, because a lot of the nonsense that's going on in the world right now and what goes on in the world is because people don't understand each other. And I think that it's so important. So I hate rude people. Uh, there's no need to be rude. Um, and I think that some of the, the ways of life and morals that people have lost you know, even little things like opening the door and keeping the door open for, mm-hmm. for elderly or anyone. I keep the door open for anyone. But, you know, that when, when I see someone, you know, when I, if I see someone helping an older lady carry her bags or something, that I feel like, okay, there, there is some part of humanity still there that exists. Mm-hmm. But then when yeah. I see stuff that more recently, um, what's going on in Palestine and stuff, then I think, you know, what, what's this world coming to? So for me, um, yeah, the... Rude people is definitely grinds my gears because there's no need for it. There's literally no need. Rude people and huge egos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't cost a penny for for manners, basic manners. You know, I'm guessing you again on your Instagram, you probably come across rude people every day. Like they'll just message you saying, "Not even hello or how are you." It's straight and with like best coin to to invest in. 
<laughs> literally mate all the time and you know what i always reply to everyone right i, I never i'm not one of these people who think oh i'm just gonna not the, the only people i don't reply to is if i get someone sent me a really disrespectful message then i'm just gonna i'm not gonna entertain it but i always reply to everyone but yeah you're right it, people yeah when they message you you're best going to invest in or you know no hello just straight to the point I never spoke to them before but yeah I, I still got time for everyone but yeah mate, I don't like rude people yeah love it mate and yeah likewise and you know what if that happens again just send no instead of instead of ignoring those people I reckon you should just send them to buy a shit coin <laughs> just <laughs> I know I should yeah I should. <laughs> no, these days if I send them to buy a shit coin they'll probably make money in it at the moment <laughs> <laughs> mate, that's so true and then you'd be kicking yourself in the foot I see one the other day and it was like called pube coin I was so invested <laughs> yeah. have you seen that one I was so tempted to put like tenner in there and see what happens <laughs> yeah it's crazy the market's gone crazy at the moment hopefully they get all these people get kicked out in the market <laughs> yeah god god now nah, man um, wicked. how can people get in touch with you um, mainly through my Instagram mate so um, D double E underscore Ludlow that's where most of my stuff is you can um, there's a I've got a free group that you can access through the um, on Facebook um, where you can access through my Instagram profile but it's called the 5am club community on Facebook we post a lot of stuff in there about different investments mainly crypto at the moment but we do talk about everything in there so yeah you can I would just say my Instagram is probably the best place and everything's in my link tree class so yeah don't be rude folks and uh (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah and you've got a website for the 5am club if people want to check that out a bit more as well yeah so it's um join the 5am club.co.uk if you do want to check the 5am club out there's a video on there which explains what it is and yeah what we do yeah i've I've been on i've been on two 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 sessions and it's it's really good i mean it's worth getting up because as you said like once you've um, been on for for the hour hour, and then it's six a.m., you've got so many hours left in the day, and it's just a really good feeling. So definitely recommend the Five M Club. Yeah, like you know, I'm not I'm not a, a naturally an early morning person. I'm sort of an early riser, not mainly five a.m. But after that call, because someone's on the talking positivity, it just makes you hype for the day. So I, I, I always getting up hard, but it always feels good after it's done. Yeah, 100%, mate. But, D, absolute pleasure, man. As I said, we could talk for hours. Um, love love talking to you. Very knowledgeable on pretty much everything in, in investing. And, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I think we should do maybe a part two in another six months or something, see where we're at in the crypto space. Definitely, mate. Just give me a shout whenever you're ready. And, um, yeah, let's do it. Definitely, man. Or hopefully maybe I could come out to Dubai and we'll uh, get it, do it face-to-face. Who knows? Oh, yeah, even even better. (laughs) (laughs) Class. All right, that's been the All Right Talk Show. Don't forget to leave a review, share it with your friends, and we'll be back next week with another awesome episode. Ciao for now.